0: This is exactly right. Hello and welcome to the Parent Footprint Podcast with Dr. Dan. I'm Dr. Dan, your host. And let me tell you a little bit about Parent Footprint. Our mission at Parent Footprint is to make the world a more loving and compassionate place, one parent and one child at a time. We believe that the key to raising happy, healthy, and engaged kids is for us parents to seek the same in our own lives, happiness, health, and engagement. At Parent Footprint, we believe a key is awareness. And that awareness is the foundation to create your vision of successful parenting. With this increased awareness and intention, we can be purposeful about leaving a healthy footprint on our children. Today's show is called Empower Your Child in the Water and in Life with our guest, Michelle Lang. Michelle is a modern spiritualist, certified Reiki practitioner, black belt martial artist, and childhood swim prodigy. She's a thought leader when it comes to keeping your sanity while giving your child the tools they need to achieve greatness. Michelle graduated from Northwestern University before moving to Los Angeles, and she's used her education— Uh, And training from the American Red Cross and experience of teaching over 10,000 swim lessons to create her highly effective and revolutionary method relaxation-based swimming, which we're going to talk about today. Michelle works with Hollywood's biggest celebrities and travels internationally teaching lessons and educating parents about what they can do to help their child succeed, both in the water and in life. Michelle's husband, Ian Nelms, is a critically acclaimed filmmaker and co-creator of relaxation-based swimming, and she and Ian live with their two children in Los Angeles. Michelle, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I am very happy to be here.
0: So you have such an interesting past education experience. And of course, this culminates with to a way of teaching people how to be safe and teaching people how to thrive and uh, be successful in life. And so I, I have so many questions for you. And I'm thinking the one to start is, how did this all evolve to what it is today?
1: Oh, I love that question. It's been a a long journey in a way because I learned to swim when I was living in London and I was one year old and my mom is actually a teacher and she, all growing up, I would travel with her teaching teachers how to teach. So I grew up in this very aware state of how we talk to children to help them overcome problems and it was just a part of my it was a part of my growing up, going to these conferences. I remember doing like toe puppet shows for kids to try and get them to learn something in a new and unique way. So I learned to swim in London in a very peaceful, natural way. So when I moved to Los Angeles and my husband, Ian Melm, who you mentioned, he was actually teaching swimming and he said, would you like to teach these swim lessons? And I was like, well, yes, I used to, I used to race. I was a very good child competitive swimmer. I grew up in the pool. I would love to. And what I discovered in teaching lessons is that for a lot of children, it's not that nice, natural experience, but it should be. Like it can be very scary, not only for the child, but for the parent. So over the past 13 years of teaching, I've been exploring and researching and trying different techniques and figuring out a system that can be both empowering for the child. It can make the the parents feel really comfortable and have this ease about the water, which is usually a very scary situation that they didn't have before.
0: And, All of this leads to um, a book that we're going to talk about, A Mermaid's Guide, Empower Your Child in Water and in Life. And I think everyone is going to want to hear this endorsement by Kim Kardashian West. Quote, everywhere we go, people notice what a fantastic swimmer North is. They just can't believe someone so young can swim so well. While working with Michelle, it was a joy to see North become empowered by the water. And we are talking about the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so,
1: it's so nice. Kim's a, a great supporter of the book and of water safety in general. And I'm really grateful for her for that quote and to make her little ones into little mermaids. I mean, I will say that whether I'm working with the biggest stars or traveling or working um, at a local swimming pool, the cool thing is that the experience doesn't change. You know, the connection between myself and the child and myself and the parent, like it's the exact same no matter where you go, which is kind of awesome. I mean, you're, you're with this child. And one of the, the biggest things that I do is just connect with them. And the book gives five golden rules in the pool that are really helpful when having a child in a situation that's hard or scary or they're nervous. And if you can do these five golden rules, then the child will feel comfortable, even if they're, even if it's hard. And I always tell the kids, I'm like, it's okay that it's hard. I I didn't use that word. I used to avoid it, but now I I don't mind that word. I'm like, it's okay to do hard things. And that's really where the empower your child in life comes in because swimming is such a great microcosm of life. It's first of all, literally life or death. And it's one of the few things that we have in our culture that we have to overcome in that kind of way. You know, we don't do the, you know, the trucks off into the woods to, you know, try and, you know, survive. So the water is such a beautiful way for children to become empowered and know, ah, I can save myself. I can, I can do this. I am strong and I am brave. And more than anything else, I feel like I infuse that into their psyche at a very young age. Like, it's okay to be scared if you're in a safe spot. I'm here to keep you safe. You can do this. You are strong and you are brave. And I break up swimming into small, bite-sized, manageable steps because then they can accomplish these each step. And with each step that they accomplish, the brain creates this positive mental loop cycle of, ooh, it's hard, but I keep trying and then I succeed, which is awesome. It's so much fun.
0: That, that is awesome. And you know, we're talking about everything from surviving to thriving and empowering to help children uh, thrive. But first, we have to talk about the seriousness of this because drowning is the number one cause of accidental death for kids one to four over car accidents. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. that's huge, huge. Yeah, that everyone needs it's to know that.
1: And, yes, and it, it that was really the start of why i wrote this book i was like why isn't there a book that parents get immediately when their child's born to say hey here's how you protect them cuz one in 10 drownings happen in the bathtub it's not like if you don't have a swimming pool in your house you're protected from this and it's such an overwhelming statistic and i just felt like parents we all i we everyone needs the information and if they had the information, which I think is a lot what you talk about, it's like just the enlightening of the subject. A couple things happen. First of all, they can give their child really simple tools to do in the bathtub that will not only protect them in the bathtub, but it will also help them when they start their swim lessons. So they'll know proper breath control. They'll understand the basics of the water, of flotation, of buoyancy. And the second thing that it does is it gives parents – this overwhelming sense of peace by simply understanding how the water works. Because once we understand how the water works and oh, my child's taking that swim class and they're struggling a little bit with learning how to do it, but I can teach them that if they take a big breath and they fill up their body with air, the body is like a balloon. And if they can do that and relax and go front float, so face in the water, arms and legs extended, looking down, and allow the water to hold them up, well, now they're starting to develop a trust-based relationship with the water, which is so helpful going forward. And it's often the stage that's skipped in many places. It goes right to bubbles and kickies. Instead of developing this first layer, which is phase one, the book breaks down swimming into three phases. So the first one is float-slide submersions. So learning how to properly hold your breath and allow the water to hold you up. And the second one is swimming and swimming with intention. So that's turning, swimming back to the wall. And the third one is popping up for breath. So three simple phases. And if you can think about the water in terms of, hey, if I relax and let it hold me up, now all I have to do is push the water out of my way. And then I just pop up for breath. Now it's not so complicated. There are not so many steps involved.
0: And I imagine, again, having this information- reduces a child's fear.
1: Yes, because the child's feeling so much. I mean, they feel what we feel. So if we're nervous in a situation or if we have anxiety about a situation, they pick up on that energy. But if we know the way the water works, now they feel that comfort and they're like, "Oh, okay. Here's how the water works. Mom and dad are cool with it. They they're going to teach me how to do it and they feel empowered by it." So I, too, can be empowered by it.
0: So I want to take a step back for a second, because you created, you co-created uh, Rebel, RBL, Relaxation-Based Lifestyle. And then, of course, Relaxation-Based Swimming, it seems, it appears, has come out of RBL. And so can you help us all understand, because I think you have a lot to teach us, and we all want a relaxation-based lifestyle. So <laughs> let's tell us how exactly, we can achieve the- children. Yes, especially. So, so take us through that, please.
1: Sure. So I have a company called Rebel. It's spelled R-B-L, and it stands for relaxation-based lifestyle. What Rebel does is it brings people more relaxation into their life through laughter, insight, and storytelling. So we take things that are hard, and we make them easier and funnier. And a lot of this is just breaking things down more simply and giving simple solutions to complex problems in a way. And then also infusing it with some love and some lightness. Because, you know, raising children is amazing, but it is also very challenging. And I, I hug both of those. Both of those emotions are great. Like, it's okay that it's hard and it's okay that it's awesome. And I embrace both of those. So Rebel has a few different branches. Rebel Publishing is what A Mermaid's Guide came out of. And I have Rebel Studios, which creates film and television. A lot of the content is on the same line as exploring parental ideas, even sometimes fears that parents have manifested through storytelling and films and television, and then we have Rebel Fitness, which this relaxation-based swimming falls under.
0: And so relaxation is key in all these aspects.
1: Yeah, and it's not. It's funny because I, I obviously bounce and I, I love to write books and I love to explore and I love to do a lot of different things. So my aunt, was, she kind of chuckled when she first heard the title. She's like, you're never relaxed. I'm like, no, no, it's not about <laughs> sitting on my couch. It's about feeling the same way on the inside that you do when you're on a vacation. It's about having this relaxation in creation, in achievement, in whatever you're doing. And it's not about just laying there. I mean, unless that's your best form of relaxation. You and I am not great at laying on the couch and feeling super relaxed. That's probably what I need to work on. But I am really relaxed doing a lot of other things and it's like how do we get that level of relaxation while doing hard things this idea actually occurred to me because you mentioned the black belt when i was training for the black belt you have to go through all your different forms in wushu which is a very beautiful martial arts form it's like crouching tiger hidden dragon and when i was training with coach eric at the national wushu training center here i was struggling with doing all of these forms in a row i mean it's a three-hour test and i said hey coach how Oh, how do I get through all of this? This is so much. And he said, in certain positions, which if, you, if I were to demonstrate, you know, my hand would be up above, my other hand would be behind my back, my leg would be up to my chin. And these positions are not thought of as usually easy. But he said, in those positions, you have to find relaxation. And I thought, oh my, how can I find relaxation when I'm in this like, awkward position with my leg up? But what happens is once he told me that, I was like, ah, I can find relaxation and strength at the same time. Those are not mutually exclusive. You can have strength and relaxation. And that was probably, I don't know how many years ago, but that idea stuck with me. And that's really what I teach the kids in swimming. It's like, you have to be relaxed. You have to have this idea, this fundamental understanding that the water will hold you up as long as you're swimming with a grown-up and you're in a safe spot. I always qualify that because you don't want kids going into the pool thinking the water is going to hold them up without a grown-up. So I always for sure to mention, look, you have to swim with a grown-up. That is number one. When you swim with a grown-up, the water will hold you up. And then you can be strong and push it out of your way and look where you're going.
0: What then, you you referred to the five golden rules, um, which are a cornerstone of your approach. Can you tell us? And our listeners, what are the five golden rules?
1: Yes, I love the five golden rules. So the first one is called AHM, and it stands for acknowledge, hug, and move on. And this is one that I, I, one of my two children, my older son is very easygoing, and my younger daughter is very strong-willed. So I use AHM all day, every day with her, whether it's putting on shoes, getting in the car when she doesn't want to. And the first part of that is just acknowledge. So if she says, I don't want to put on shoes. I acknowledge that you don't want to put on your shoes. And then I hug that emotion. It's okay to not want to put on your shoes. And then I move on But we're going to put on our shoes right now and we'll get in the car and then we'll go. And most of the time she feels like I hear her and that it's okay to feel the way she does, but we're going to do it this other way this time. And then when we get home, we can take off the shoes. She's much more likely to have a very easy transition. So I use that a lot in the water and in life, and the book gives more specific details on that. The second one is be the Buddha, which Hmm. we all like to be the Buddha every second of our day. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I'm not saying we all need to every second of their day because I think there is some beauty in showing emotions that aren't perfection in a natural everyday setting, and then using that as an opportunity to explain, hey, even mommy gets frustrated sometimes. Ooh, I was really angry and I went for a run. I I had to take a deep breath. You know, so to, to know that parents, it's okay to feel things. It's okay to feel things. But when working in the pool with children, you can be the Buddha. And it's so important because the pool magnifies life. It is like a little microchasm, but it's everything scary and unknown and uncertain. So all of these golden rules have to be tapped in at 100% because it's so important to have the child feel safe and like you are calm and confident and that they can trust everything that's happened, which leads me to rule number three, which is the promise. So the promise is all about, um, I like to call it the athletic endeavor of thinking before you talk, which truly Hmm. is an athletic endeavor, I think sometimes. (laughs) So just being able to say, we're going to go under one time and not saying anything carelessly or that you're not actually going to follow through on and then following through. It sounds so simple, but it really is the athletic endeavor of thinking before you talk. So always making sure you follow through on what you say because it builds trust that way. And they say, oh, when mommy says this or when my swim teacher says this, this is what happens 100% of the time in the pool. And then the fourth one has a few aspects, but I'm going to talk about mirror and agree. So mirror and agree is a little bit like AHM, but it's just about mirroring their emotion and agreeing with it. So if the child says, I want to get out of the pool, I want to get out of the pool, you mirror it. You just Agree with them. I like to get out of the pool too. I want to get out of the pool too. But first, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Everybody wants to get out of the pool sometimes. I feel that. And then the last one is called blanketing. And blanketing is really about being the presence that is guiding them and strong, but also wraps them in serenity and lets them know that they are loved but in a strong, warm, kind way. And the biggest part about blanketing is to be the one who is holding the blanket. So you're in control of that experience. Even if you're having your child overcome a hurdle in a peaceful way, you guide them through that in that peaceful and powerful way. You are in control of the situation. And if you feel like you're in control of the situation, then the child can ease into that blanket and relax.
0: So can parents uh do the how long does it take is this this can all be done in one uh moment, one session? Is this something that you build upon over time?
1: So the golden rules once once we read those and once we know those, those can be used in a moment at home in the kitchen. You know, how do we how do we help our child? do something that's hard, even like go to a soccer match? How do we... And I think the biggest part of the golden rules really is a connection, allowing yourself to empty your emotional static out of yourself and open yourself up to the channel to accept what the child's feeling and just be present in that moment, even if it's something negative, to let them know, I feel that, I feel that negativity and it is okay. And here's how we take that negativity and channel it into something positive. Here's how we take a hard task and frustration and how we overcome that with grace and strength instead of anger and repression. Here's how we do that. And to be able to do that, it's such a great opportunity. Every time your child has a temper tantrum or struggles or, you know, their toddler years are, are full of these opportunities. They, they come in little frustrating packages sometimes, but they're opportunities Get into your child's mind and take them by the hand and guide them out of their fear. It's almost like you're an emotional tour guide more than anything. That emotion that they're having, it's easy to get caught up in that and just to get affected by it instead of just allowing it to channel through you and being their emotional tour guide through it. You are the calm guide that is going to help them through all those aspects. So with the swimming, it doesn't build in necessarily as far as it's not hard. It's just knowing those techniques and taking the time to slow our own minds down to be able to use those. So when we say something, we follow through. We have to ground ourselves and allow ourselves to feel in control of the situation and relax. And then the child will pick up on that.
0: And I love how this approach for the pool, as you have um wonderfully articulated is for life, whether it's getting out of bed, brushing teeth, getting in the car, starting homework. You know, there's this huge challenge we have in um, allowing our kids, this in my experience and my client's experience, are allowing our kids to push back and grow um, and Mm -hmm. nurture and accept their individuality and their own developmental needs while at the same time getting through the day doing the tasks yeah. that we need to happen <laughs> and so this approach yeah. of i really i really like just starting with the ahm i mean the acknowledge the validation of i understand you don't want to do this i mean i think mm-hmm. that sounds so simple but just validating a child's feelings goes a you know a person's feelings but we're talking about children yeah. goes so far When we give ourselves permission to take a deep breath and not just get straight to the task or the power struggle,
1: yes, yes. Just to say, I mean, it works with grownups too, probably, right? (laughs) It does. It does. Wants to feel understood. Wants to feel heard. And no one wants to feel like their emotions are wrong. And there is no wrong emotion, but how you handle that emotion—that's what we teach them at a young age, as a microcosm in the pool. Hey, if you're angry. I know it's hard, you know, but here's, here's how we can overcome that. Here's how we handle that problem. I mean, really, on a bigger scale, what this book, what I always kind of had written on my computer is if we could take our children at a very young age and teach them how to disagree, but disagree nicely, how to allow differences, of opinions, and differences bring us closer instead of further away, and how to handle problems in a peaceful and powerful way, and move through life moving toward hard things instead of being scared of them, but knowing how to navigate those to make it positive for everybody around them. So those are the tools that I love teaching, in addition, of course, to the safety and teaching them how to survive. That is imperative, but those go hand in hand. The reason these can be so well-taught in this situation is because it is literally life or death. So everything's magnified.
0: Absolutely. And um, yes, it starts with surviving. And then we are going towards thriving and, and helping our kids meet their full potential and who they are in life. And that I, what I really love about what you're saying is to feel strong, courageous, and brave. And the metaphor of like, if you can feel that way in the pool, And learn that when you're young. You can do that in all difficult situations that come your way.
1: Yeah, it's really fun to see how I just did this uh, pool safety test with this little one. So the pool safety test is I'm on the side of the pool. And of course, we have build into this. So don't just try this without doing all the proper build in. But I throw them into the pool or I gently place them into the pool if they're new to it. And then they pop up for a breath and swim to the edge. And this little guy was new to it. It was the first time he was doing it. And he was struggling a bit with it, but he wasn't having a problem. But his mom was a bit nervous that she, she didn't want him to be scared. And I I told her, look, I will never take your child to the spot that they are going to be scared, but I will push them to try and to achieve and to overcome that fear. And I will never ask them to do something that I don't know a hundred percent they are ready for. And then they feel so empowered. So the mom was a little nervous, but the interesting thing was the very next lesson, that's all he wanted to do. He was like, when are you going to throw me in the pool? When are you going to throw me in the pool? He was so excited by the opportunity of a challenge, which we, I mean, I feel it as a parent sometimes. I want to fix some problems. I want to take away those challenges. I want to fix it and make everything happy. But children like those challenges. If we can allow them to try them in a safe spot, because then they get to over, overcome something and they have such joy in that overcoming.
0: Absolutely. And what you're speaking of is, of course, what Parent Footprint is all about, is being an aware parent. And being an aware parent is asking oneself the question, what should I do in this moment to achieve my intended outcome? And should I save? Should I step in? Should I pull away? Should I allow the struggle? And and this is bringing me to, um, if you could just say a little bit more about be the Buddha because I, I there's so much wisdom in that for all of us parents. Like how can we how can we be the Buddha generally in life with our kids?
1: So the be the Buddha has a few different elements to it, but the biggest is just to eliminate our own expectations. So a lot of frustration comes from that dissonance between what we want to happen and what is actually happening in front of us. So the easiest thing in the pool or in life is to eliminate the expectations. Now you can have tasks that you need to overcome or to, to do like in the pool, we're going to handle this, this, and this. So there's a structure to it. But within that structure, I have no expectations for what that child is going to experience and the great thing about having no expectations is whatever happens is a hundred percent good. So it doesn't, I am unflappable in the pool. I mean, in most of life, honestly, I, I try and do this in most aspects of life. Of course, no one is a hundred percent and we all have frustrations here and there, but really I try and exercise these same things that I do in the pool in life because it's so beautiful in the pool. I'm there. I'm going to handle my business. I'm going to get the tasks at hand done. But as far as the emotional experience or whatever happens within that, everything is good. And I just use those simple tools. I acknowledge the child's emotion. I hug it. I work with them as a team instead of fighting against them. So if they don't want to do what I want them to do before I enforce what I want them to do, I make sure that I I let them know that I feel them. I know you don't want to go die to the bottom. It is new and hard. It's okay that it's hard. I will keep you safe. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it three times and you don't have to get it, but you have to try. And then if you don't get it, if you don't die down to the bottom and get the toy, I will get it for you. So we set up some very nice, easy boundaries. So the child always knows what's going on. I liken it a little bit to when you go to the doctor and they, they tell you what's going on so you can feel comfortable with it. So if there's no surprises, you're not like, oh, hey, I didn't know we were going to do that. You know, so I just tell them in a very matter of fact way, here's what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to do it. And then I just make sure that I feel them. I mean, really more than anything, I feel like my job is to be an empty channel, to absorb whatever they're feeling, to feel it along with them, and then to release it into the pool, because it's very easy to take those emotions and allow them to stick with you as a parent, I do that sometimes, you know, I used to, especially with my with my daughter, um, because she is very strong willed and the opposite of my son. And it's much harder to do this with your own children
0: mm-hmm. than with someone else's right.
1: child, for sure, because they you're, you're connected, but you can do it. I mean, this is kind of skipping ahead to probably one of your the, one of the last questions. But I had this amazing moment of I was my daughter who would have these temper tantrums at like, you know, one and a half. Is this, is this the parent footprint
0: moment? Have you already, have you moved to the parent foot? Okay. This is perfect timing. Can I, no, can I set you up because you (laughs) nailed it. And so we, we need to put this one up on the pedestal. Okay. You are ready. Okay. So the parent footprint moment question, as you know, is a time when you became a more, more aware of yourself as an individual or as a parent And that new awareness had a positive impact on your child. Okay, there you go.
1: Okay, okay. so I have two children very close together. And anyone who has two children very close together knows that that is a challenge in and of itself. So I had, they're 20 months apart. And my son, as mentioned, is very easygoing. And my daughter, as mentioned, is the opposite of that. So she was having a really hard time around dinner time. And she was probably 18 months old and just crying and crying and crying and crying. And I just felt this welled up just, oh, it was just like you get, you get kind of caught up in it. And I just felt so overwhelmed by like not knowing how to solve this problem and fix it and make her stop crying. And why should not she stop crying? Why is this going on so long? And my husband, who teaches also, popped his head around the kitchen and said, Bonnie, I don't know why you're getting so worked up. Just treat this moment like you would a swim lesson. And my whole parenting (laughs) existence, a hundred percent switched. I don't know why I hadn't connected the dots before that, but every single thing in that swim book, I started using in my everyday life. And it literally went from me sweating and feeling overwhelmed and tense and stressed to me saying, Oh, I can float. I can float within parenting. I can float because I am not responsible for my child's emotions. She, I don't have to take those personally. She is allowed to feel whatever she wants to feel. It is simply my job to help her navigate that. I am not responsible for that. And it's hard to do that. It was hard to do that before I sort of understood, like I just need to do exactly what I do at swim lessons. And it really has been life-changing. It's just, My days are so much easier ever since then. And my my kids, to your second part of the question as far as how they have benefited, is they're allowed to disagree with me as long as they disagree nicely. And what a great skill to have in life because we all need to disagree nicely. And as long as they're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting other people, those are the two keys. They're allowed to feel whatever they want. And they're allowed to tell me about any feelings. They're allowed to express those. And I'm going to help them express those in a way that makes them into a kind, empathetic, warm person that helps other people through life. So that was my parenting. And Wonderful. I just, like, in my head.
0: <laughs> Well, and, and that, that, that was a, in my mind, a, a excellent example of where you were being the Buddha. You let go of expectations in the moment.
1: Yes. And I just, Gave that negative emotion a hug. I was like, oh, man, you know what? I feel like throwing a temper tantrum like that sometimes. It's okay to feel that way. And my daughter, after I just sat with her and I'm like, oh, you're mad. You're mad. It's okay to be mad. And it took a while the first time. But as I did it more and more, she got better at calming herself down because she felt in those moments, not that I was trying to shut her down or that she was bad for feeling that or that that's wrong to do but that I accept it and it's okay to feel that way. And here's how we move past it. So we eliminated that one layer of frustration for the child where they don't want to be overrun by emotion. They don't like that feeling either. And then we make them feel bad about that because we get frustrated. Now we have like two things. So it eliminated that one that I could control and it really helped her. And now she's great. I mean, she really moves past those moments so gracefully. And it's so great to just, know that she can talk through them and harness her own emotions. Do
0: you hear that, everyone? Your strong-willed, spirited child can learn to move through emotions gracefully. We all want that for our kids. Um, Michelle, (laughs) thank you so much for enlightening us today, uh, giving us your wisdom. Everyone, check out her book, A Mermaid's Guide, Empower Your Child in Water and in Life. And I know all of us are focused very much on empowering our children in life. Um, Michelle, tell everyone where they can continue to follow your work.
1: Great. Thank you so much. So just about the book, if, uh, if you are you know don't want to get your hair wet, I promise you don't have to get your hair wet to enjoy the book. You don't have to get in the pool. Like you mentioned, a lot of those things, a lot of it is empowering your child in life. So it's not just about swimming. The swimming is more of a metaphor, but it also, if you do want to teach your child how to swim, gives you all of those tools as well. So the book is on amazon.com. You can search for a mermaid's guide. I'm also doing a book signing at Barnes and Noble coming up on June 24th at 7 PM at the Grove in Los Angeles for anyone who's in the LA area. I would love to see you there. And as far as staying connected, I would love to unite our socials. I am at B, so B E underscore a underscore RBL. So it's be a rebel, or you can also follow me at the Michelle Lang, but the be a rebel site is going to give you a lot of the information about the book. It's the company's website. So you'll see, I have a couple other parenting books coming out that, Come along these same lines of how do we teach children about the world, you know, through kind of an empowering view, but also an acceptance of the negative also and learning how to connect the dots between those two in a positive way. So that that um, Instagram page will be a a good resource.
0: So we're definitely going to have to have a part two, it sounds like, about your next book.
1: Oh, I would love it. I would love that. All
0: right. All right. It's, we, we will get that thing happening. Michelle, thank you again. Uh, thank everyone for listening today. And um, we have wisdom to take with us. Uh, be the Buddha. Eliminate your own expectations. Help your child swim graciously through the emotions of their life because they know they can handle the tough stuff and be courageous. Check us out at www.parentfootprint.com. You can see our Parent Footprint Awareness Training there, which is designed to help you be an aware parent in an interactive video format. As always, think about how you can be the parent, the person you want your child to become. And of course, think about what footprint you wanna leave.